0: yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode.
1: the show. It's Jess, and you're listening to Marketing Off the Mat. You are in for such a treat today because I have the incredible Pamela Crane on today, and we're talking all about confidence on camera and how to build it, what to start with, And if you're feeling like, oh, this is something that you really want to dive into and get a little bit better at and prove your skills on camera, this is the episode for you. So Pamela is a certified yoga therapist with a master's degree in yoga therapy. She also coaches entrepreneurs suffering from imposter syndrome and provides evidence-based continuing education and mentoring for yoga professionals. She's also the host of the Yoga Pro podcast, and she's presented nationally and internationally at symposia and conferences for yoga and integrative medicine. You're going to absolutely love her. She's got a great sense of humor too. She's super fun. And this is going to take you to the next level when it comes to being on video and on camera for your business. Let's take a listen. Hey, Pamela, how are
2: you? I'm doing so great. How are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm so good. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today and to share all of your wisdom. It's going to be so much fun. And I'm just so grateful.
2: Mm, yeah, I'm excited.
1: Very good. So we heard a little bit about you in the intro, but I would love if you could tell us a little bit more about you and your career journey and how it brought you to today.
2: Wow. Yeah. So I have done a lot of things <laughs> and in my life and they all sort of met at this space of helping people be more confident. I grew up taking dance. I was a dancer. I taught dance in high schools and public schools. I got a degree in broadcast journalism. I worked in television and radio. I've worked in film and commercials and theater. And all of those things require a certain amount of confidence. And yet I still didn't always feel confident, you know. And started practicing yoga about, I don't know, 20-something years ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. And I started feeling that need to share the gifts of yoga with people. And so I got my 200, I got my 500, I got a master of science degree in yoga therapy. And what I found was so many of us get into this business of yoga because we feel like, oh man, this saved my life, literally yoga saved my life. And I need to share it with people. But what we don't realize is we don't know how to be on camera. Making videos is important right now. It's one of the biggest ways that we can market ourselves for free. And so I found so many people, they, they don't feel confident doing that, but yet they have these amazing gifts to share. And, you know, I know there are probably a bunch of your listeners right now are going, yeah, I think she's talking about me <laughs> because yeah, it's, it's so true. And my husband said, you have a particular set of skills, quoting Liam Neeson <laughs> and Taken that I have this background in being in front of the camera and being on stage. And I have these skills of yoga therapy where I can help people, kind of dig in and go, where are my fears? What am I afraid of? Why do I feel like I can't get in front of the camera or I can't do these big speaking engagements or things like that, where I'm fine if I'm teaching yoga, if I'm sharing in a class setting, but when I get into these other situations, I get nervous. And so that's sort of what brought me to this space of sharing that, mentoring yoga professionals, mentoring people to find that confidence, to put themselves out there and say, yes, I know there are 9 million other people doing this same thing, but I have something special that nobody else has.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so true. And I love, I love that what you just ended with too, is because, you know, if we think about it, we're, there's so many teachers out in the world. And if we just decided, well, there are too many teachers, I'm just not going to teach. Yeah like where would we all be? So I I love that you you've stepped in and you're like, you know, I I see other people doing this and I have my own unique way of sharing and teaching and helping others build confidence. So that's beautiful.
2: Yeah, and I think I always say confidence is fluid, right? So you graduate from your 200 hour and you teach that first class and you're really nervous, but you get through it and it's great. And then Maybe you go somewhere to teach, and thirty people show up to the class, and you've never taught thirty people before. So then you're nervous again, right? And um, back in October of 2020, I was invited to speak in an online conference. Five hundred thousand people signed up for it. A thousand presenters. One of them was Alanis Morissette. I mean, they were like really big names, um, and I was so nervous. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I had, I did all my tools. I did all my things and I showed up as soon as I hit the button, I was fine. My topic was overcoming fears and imposter syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) And I was nervous. So I, I think that one of the things is kind of changing our mindset and realizing that it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to have those feelings, but then what do we do with it? Do we let it run over us or do we, Kind of change that, and and we can change our perspective in a lot of ways, too, to take the pressure off of us and put our energy more into what we're giving or presenting. And I can talk more about that too, (laughs) if you want. But but yeah, and I think it's important to remember that confidence is fluid, and that it's okay if sometimes it'll creep back up, as long as you have these tools and you have these ways to address it and overcome it so to speak and, or even just sit with it yeah. you know yeah and it, it can it can be an exploration curiosity where is it coming from and having some am i having some safety issues is my root chakra a little bit unbalanced do i need to look at that do i need to to look at my sacral chakra do i need to to find a way to be more outgoing more more willing to put myself out there. So yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot to unpack.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. And it might, and as you're saying, confidence is fluid, the the feelings or the thoughts or, you know, view the judgments upon yourself might also be fluid given, you know, the time or the thing that you're, um, you know, coming up against at that time, it, it could also change. And I love that you said it also might not be trying to fix or change it. It's just also recognizing and sitting with it
2: hmm Yeah. And things can happen in your life that can undermine your confidence. You may be thinking, oh, I'm on top of the world. I've got everything going. And then something that kind of breaks your steadiness or shakes your foundation, you might see that show up as I don't feel confident stepping out into the world right now. And that's okay too. Maybe that's a sign to To step back and and say, okay, maybe I will not put myself out there as much. But it's that knowing, right? It's that discernment. Am I not confident because I have imposter syndrome? Am I not confident because I? grew up the baby of my family. I'm talking about me now (laughs) (laughs) because I grew up the baby of the family and I was the dumb one or the silly one. And the, you know, I couldn't possibly be the master of science and yoga therapy person who knows a whole lot about anatomy. Not that I know everything I'm always learning, but you know what I'm saying? So I think discerning where it's coming from, is it some deep seated feeling of I'm not enough? I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I need more training. little sidebar, you don't need more training. <laughs> um, you know, do you, is that where this is coming from? Or is it a case of, I just started a master's program in my fifties and I'm nervous. That's different, right? I mean, when you start a new job, you're nervous. That's, that's not imposter syndrome. That's not, this deep seated lack of confidence. That's, Oh, I'm doing something new and I'm meeting new people. And, and that's, that's a whole different thing. So I think that discernment and figuring out where are these feelings coming from and then what I want to do with them. Mm,
1: yeah. A, a little discernment definitely goes a long way. And mm-hmm. as, you know, yogis as teachers, we teach people these tools, these, you know, self-awareness tools. Um, and I know that you probably have a lot of tools, and maybe some, yeah, your, yeah, baby.
2: <laughs> yes. yeah, every day. Bring it. I'm so glad.
1: So mm-hmm. tell us, you know, what are, what are some of your tools? What are some of those secrets that you like mm-hmm. to share with your clients to, you know, once they've kind of come around to like, okay, I'm aware of this, you know, a little dip in confidence as I'm approaching this new project or whatever it is, like what, what tools do you suggest for your clients?
2: Yeah. So I think one of the first things is that, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid to make videos on Instagram because I'm afraid people will think that I look silly? Am I afraid that they'll think I don't know enough? Am I afraid that there are other people who do it better than me? And you can run through all of these. But one of the things that I share is that I think is is the most important thing is Focus on what someone's getting. What are they getting from you that they need to know? You have these gifts. And if you don't put them out there, nobody, you're not helping the people who need to be helped by you. And there are people who need you, your specific energy, your specific personality, because we're not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. I know that there are people who can look at my videos and be like, eh, you know, click unfollow. And that's fine because you want to attract the people that are attracted to you. you. You know, we don't need to try to force anything. And I think that when we try to force things, that's when we show up what might appear to be inauthentically because we're trying to fit into a mold of what we think people are looking for instead of showing up as ourselves and being like, here I am, you want it, you get it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, there are a lot of amazing yoga teachers and yoga therapists who have done this really, really well. They've, they've carved their niche. They know who their, their target audience is and it's people like them. And, there's so many amazing ones, but I'm going to talk about one. Her name is Nick Danu, and she is like, "Come one, come all, you misfits that don't think there's yoga for you." You know, she she's just her her brand colors are purple and black, and she's just really not shy about saying, "Hey, you know, I'm different. I'm I'm not. We're not all love and light and kumbaya." and i love that about her she's a yin yoga specialist so you know she has that niche as well but she really does have this target and that's because that's how she felt that's how she she didn't feel represented in yoga so i go back to svadhyaya a lot of it is let me go inside and see who am i what do i have to offer that maybe shows up differently than everybody else or other people. And that can be kind of challenging work, right? When you sit down and go, what makes me different? And sometimes it might be something uncomfortable. I mean, you know, you might realize, oh, I'm different because I have ADHD and my attention span is that of a nap. Hmm. I wonder if I can help other people who have that same thing because they're going to hear me and I'm going to be speaking their language. So I think I may have gone off on a tangent, but I think where I was going with that is definitely keeping your focus on what they're getting from you and being who you are. And that doesn't mean that we're all perfect every day and that we have to only show up when we're perfect, but Focusing on what you're giving them, what they're getting from you takes that pressure off of you. And you're not in your ego. You're not thinking about, I'm not thinking about myself right now. I'm thinking about what are people going to learn from me that might change their life or that might help them today, tomorrow, or for the rest of their life. And that keeps me from being nervous. Does that mean that I don't stumble on my words sometimes? or lose my train of thought, of course not. But then I don't have to beat myself up for it, because I know that nobody expects perfection. And that's another thing that I would tell everybody. People don't expect you to be perfect. And when we think about how we show up, and especially now with social media and video, the trend has gotten away from these super polished, perfect posts and feeds and Even I have a a friend who's a newscaster. She was in the news business for years. She has three Emmy awards and all the casting directors. And she was trying to get spokesperson jobs were like, you're too polished. They want more real now. So think about that. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be so polished because there are people who are going to see you showing up imperfectly and think, oh, I can relate to that. That's why bloopers are so much fun. That's why we love to see the blooper reels, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There's just so much there. And I think Mm -hmm. we often, I think at the stem of this is we sort of get in our own way of like actually showing up as who we are because of, you know, society's constructs, thinking that people expect perfection. um, Whereas, like you were saying, even you're, you know, a professional newscaster, <laughs> they're like, no, we, we need, we need you to like mess your hair up a little bit and mm-hmm. like, be a little rougher on the edges. <laughs> yeah. and that's, we don't have to have just show up at, you know, like absolute perfection, because at the end of the day, people don't connect with that. Mm-mm. They connect with the person that's like, oh, wow. Like she's actually a human. Like I can so relate to like, you know, messing up and flubbing my words when I tried to do an Instagram video recently, like, cool. She does that too. So, you know, maybe that level of success is also attainable for me. Like, yay. Like that's so, that's just so much more approachable and really, really generous, what you just offered.
2: Yeah. I think too, I think about, well, if you look at Kelly Clarkson and I've heard this so many times. She's the same on her show, on The Voice, as she is in person. And you'll see her, I've watched her talk show a lot and she'll mess up and she'll just laugh at herself and throw her arms up and be like, oh, whatever, you know. I would much rather go hang out with her than someone who... thinks everything has to be perfect. And because then that puts pressure on me. Oh, do I have to be perfect? (laughs) Because I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to be. So yeah, for us to kind of think about what are we attracted to? What are we drawn to? And be that, (laughs) you know, like, what am I, I'm drawn to people who are funny, who are silly, who can laugh at themselves Who have a sense of humor around that idea that, you know, I have to be perfect? Am I professional? Yes. Do I do a great job? Yes. But I also like to have fun. And I think that when I first graduated from yoga therapy school, I thought, oh, I've got to be so serious. You know, I'm I'm a certified yoga therapist now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and I realized that that was not me. I'm not that. And one of the things when I taught public classes that people said to me the most was, wow, I love it. your class. Your, it's so lighthearted and so humorous and fun and funny. I always thought it had to be so, you know, kind of serious. And, you know, and I think that a lot of people maybe think that so stop and, and assess your values. Because I did an assessment of my values and I, I've heard, you know, pick, find your top five values that drive you. And then I heard someone else say, really find your top two, yeah. because the top five, a lot of them will, can kind of go together. When I found my top two, they were humor and connection. I wasn't doing either of those. I wasn't doing either one of them. So finding what drives you and then being that, and then you'll attract people who are attracted to that. There are people who hear me and go, Oh yeah, I don't think that's, I don't, she's too, she's too light for me. And there are people who hear me and go, wow, I need that in my life. (laughs) I have enough heavy. I need something light. So yeah, yeah. just be finding yourself and that's not easy to do. And it can be an ongoing job, right? We change as we grow. So yeah.
1: Yes. And, and leaving space for that allowing yourself to change your mind at some point. If, you know, you you've kind of fallen into that version of you for a time. And then you realize it's like, well, kind of shedding some of those layers and you know, that's not quite exactly who I am in that moment. And it's, it's fine to change your mind.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of that. Actually, I'm in the middle of doing some rebranding and changing things up and, and I'm just letting that go and letting it be what it is. And the people who are attracted to me and attracted to that, what what I'm turning into and how I'm growing will be there and the people who aren't won't and that's okay. You don't want to work with people who aren't aligned with you energetically because it's so much more work. Yes. It's harder
0: work.
1: way harder.
2: Yeah <laughs> and no, it serves no one. You're not serving
1: them either Mm-mm. and you're definitely not serving yourself. So right. you might as well just be you and market in the way that you want to and be on camera in the way that you want to, because that's, that's you. And that's going to magnetize the type of person that you want to work with into your sphere. I so
2: yeah. agree. Yeah. I can give you an example of this. So on Instagram, I, I used to do a lot of reels or you know, I went through a time. I did a lot of reels. I kind of stopped for a while. I'll be doing some more soon, but I, I do a, some dancing ones. I used to be a dancer. So dancing on reels feels right and feels natural and fun for me. And What I tell people is if dancing or pointing or whatever the lo- latest craze is on reels doesn't feel right for you, you don't have to do it. And if you do feel like you need to do it, then do it. And point out that you feel awkward doing it. And then all the people who also feel awkward doing it will be like, oh my gosh, I love her. (laughs) I love him. I relate to that so much because you're not the only person who's feeling that way. So I I always say that, like, if you really don't want to dance, don't dance. If you kind of want to, but you feel awkward and you know you look awkward, then make fun of it. I mean, you know, point it out and be like, here I am dancing. Cause that's what I'm supposed to do. But who else feels this way? Do something that's going to make people want to interact with your video and that gets you more engagement. We could talk about that. That's another episode, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but don't be afraid to do the things that scare you and then let everybody else know you're scared too. That's yes. being vulnerable, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. That's, and that's beautiful. In right now.
2: <laughs> it is.
1: And thank goodness. Cause it's not been in for, for, I don't know, a very long time. So I'm right. glad that you were coming around. And also too, you're kind of talking about the, like a, a little bit more organic look to your Instagram feed and just, you know, just showing up whatever with, maybe you've got your messy yoga bun and you just rolled out of class and you had something on your heart that you wanted to share, but you're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any makeup on. I look, feel I'm sweaty, whatever <laughs> it is. Like just going, just going live or going onto your stories in that moment. You never know like what that little inkling that you got to go live actually meant because somebody might be looking for you in that very moment and they didn't realize it.
2: Oh my gosh. That is so true. The things that are on your heart that you say are, are so important. And I've done reels where I batched them, I put on my makeup and hair, and I batched them and had all this content planned out. But the reel I had that went viral, 3.6 million views, and it blew up my account. Now I have a bunch of followers that don't necessarily, (laughs) I don't know, don't necessarily line. That's another conversation too. But I literally was sitting on my couch with dirty hair, no makeup, and a t-shirt. I don't even know if I was wearing a bra. And... I mean, and meaning it was three seconds long and it went viral. If you can put yourself on there for three seconds, think about that because, you know, so many people are like, oh, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to put my face on camera. Just think about that. Three seconds. What can you show for three seconds that would help people get to know you? Because the more people see your face and the more they hear you and the more you're there, the more they get to know you and they want to trust you, you know, it's that whole marketing, no, like, trust thing. Video is the perfect way to do it and for free. So there are, there are a lot of things that you can do. I do have a tip sheet that you can get for free that has some practical, you know, uh, skills and techniques and tips that maybe we don't have time to go into today, but you can grab that for free. But making that video, put yourself on for three seconds. And if you're nervous about that, start with video of something else, maybe do a be- behind the scenes of your yoga studio and then just show your face at the very end. Baby steps, don't don't be scared. You don't have to jump in and do a whole setup and you don't need fancy equipment. That's just an excuse. That's just your fear keeping you from doing it. Yes. <laughs> and I I know this and, and it's, it's common. So, you know, again, you're not the only person who feels that way. So don't feel like you're odd or whatever, but yeah, baby steps, just do, just do a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Start somewhere. Start
1: Mm -hmm. start with literally anything, three seconds of your face, you know, 30 second behind the scenes. People love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, very, very interesting to watch. People want to know more about your day. Just, I know it sounds crazy, but like you know, give, I love doing these little checklists of what I do every single day. And people are like, Oh, like I didn't, I didn't know you did that. I also do that. And it's very, like it builds up a connection with other people.
2: I'm totally so, stealing that by the way, I saw it. your Instagram post <laughs> and I shared it and I thought that is such a great, that's just so cute because also a lot of times it's hard to think of content or think of what, how do I want to show up today? But yeah, that little back glimpse into what your day looks like is important for people to get to know you, like you just said. And I think we have to get past that idea that nobody wants to know about my day. Who wants, who cares what I'm doing? But they do, they do care. And that helps them decide if they relate to you or not. Are you doing the kinds of things that they do or that they want to do? Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. it's so brilliant that you did that. that oh, do that. well,
1: I got it from somebody else. I wish I re- I knew who, but I, and I would give them credit, but I love it. And <laughs> you know, you could take that into a reel too. You could just, you know, little like three second clips throughout your day and just put a reel together. And then mm-hmm. as you were saying, show your face at the end, just just dipping your toe in and getting people to understand what it is that you're saying. It's like, maybe I do that too. That's so interesting. And you have a point of connection without, you know, having to do this, you know, perfectly curated reel.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And without having to feel like you're pushing yourself on people or you're selling something, you know, people don't want to be sold to all the time. They want to get to know you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, take them out to dinner first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> uh, okay. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, okay, I'm I'm in it, I'm ready to do some video, Pamela, what would you offer to this person? Like a couple of tips, like maybe you know, one, two, and three. This is how you get started. Um, this, that, and then the third one.
2: Yeah. So a couple of quick tips. It, the first thing is. Just use your phone. Don't try to worry about fancy equipment or anything like that. Look at the camera. So, a lot of people you can see that they get out their phone or their computer and they're looking at themselves on the screen. And but they feel like they're talking to you, but they're but you don't feel connected because their eyes are cast down slightly. And it's a very, very small thing but it makes a big difference. So look into the camera and it may feel really odd to not look at yourself, but it's so important for connection. And I did a reel on that. I showed the difference and I got a lot of response from that. A lot of messages, a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, yes. So if you go on my Instagram, if you send me a message, I'll tag you in that video so you can see it. It really is an important thing to do. Another tip is, and I got this from my Emmy award-winning friend, because I don't have this issue. I I don't have trouble looking straight at the camera. I can not look at myself. Excuse me. She said that to keep herself from being distracted by her own image, she puts a sticky note right on the camera. Sometimes she'll write a few bullet points on the sticky note and then an arrow pointing up to look at the camera. And I Mm -hmm. thought that is brilliant because another thing that it does for you is it keeps you from being self-conscious because you can't see that, you know, that one hair is out of place and really, you know, that's just a distraction. Um, You can't see that you, you're not distracted by your own image back up in that ego, right? you are focused on the person you're talking to and everyone should feel like you're only talking to them. Mm -hmm. Everyone should feel like you're only talking to them. And they're not going to do that if they feel like you're looking at someone else, (laughs) which is what it looks like when you're not looking right into the camera. It's a skill to practice. And if you are going to do a zoom and you're doing a conversation with someone, definitely practice beforehand because it can be a little disconcerting. Do practice it, but make sure. But when you're doing videos on your phone, reels or things like that, just get in that habit, just start doing it. You'll notice a difference. And I think if you start really looking at people's reels, you'll be able to see who's looking in the camera and who's not, and you'd be surprised at the people who aren't. For me, I want the people I'm speaking to, to feel connected to me. And I've had people say to me, well, if I, you know, when they're teaching classes online or anything and they say, well, if I don't look at the, if I don't look at the person, then I don't feel connected. And my, what I say is, well, do you want to feel connected or do you want them to feel connected? Because I want them to feel connected. I mean, yeah, if you're teaching a group class, you want to glance around, you know, make sure everyone's okay or whatever. But when you come to the end for a meditation, look into the camera, when you are first starting the class and addressing everyone, look into the camera, they feel seen, you know, you want them to feel seen and heard. And that's one of the biggest things that I would say for that have your bullet points. Sometimes I, you know, if I, if I'm doing a a video where I'm expressing a lot of content, I'll have a whiteboard with just some bullet points. When I talk about looking at the camera, that doesn't mean that you just stare at it without ever looking away because in conversation, we always look away. So it would be natural to look over, see your bullet points, come back to the camera. So feel comfortable doing that. If you're standing there's something you can do to keep yourself from swaying side to side, because if you're swaying side to side, then that make, can make people feel dizzy. And, and it makes you seem not, not, um, strong or even trustworthy, put one foot slightly in front of the other, and that will steady you. It will keep you from swaying. And I feel like it's a more confident stance. And it reminds me of warrior posture, which is a confidence posture. So. I always think about it like that. If I'm standing, I'll put one foot in front of the other, put my shoulders back. I'm in warrior. I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm here. And it keeps you from swaying back and forth because that's a really big habit that people have. And the third thing, I don't know how many I've done, but but the (laughs) the last one I'll say is go back and listen. See what your habits are. I think I've said, you know, at least seven times in this interview, if not more. And start to notice them. Don't judge yourself harshly because we all do them. But once you notice them, you can start to think, what can I do instead of that? I can pause because all those extra words are are fillers. They're just fillers while we're thinking about what we want to say. And it's normal for there to be pauses in conversation. So start to notice them, try to pause, give yourself grace because you won't be perfect. And in my case, as soon as I figure out what those words are and I get them gone, new ones come up. (laughs) So, because so used to be one that I would say between every sentence, you know, you know, so paying attention to those and knowing that we all do them. So it's okay. But if we could do them a little bit less, then it might free up our content to be a little bit more digestible.
1: Hmm. Those are incredible tips. Like that's, those are very actionable and also very spacious as well too. It's just, I love that you said it's like, give yourself some grace, Mm -hmm. just again, another awareness practice for us as we're getting in front of the camera. And I'm going to borrow that warrior stance we're standing mm-hmm. like that's that's really really genius
2: it is it's it's really powerful and useful and it it does it just makes you sound more and I hate to say the word sound because but it does it makes you appear and sound more confident and more authoritative no not authoritative <laughs> uh more of an authority mm-hmm. on what it is you're speaking about because when we're swaying around, we look kind of wishy-washy, like we don't really know what we're talking about. So finding that, that really great stance is important. One thing about watching yourself back, you know, I was talking about giving yourself grace. In this exercise on that tip sheet that I have, there's an exercise to make a video. Have a friend watch it or a colleague. Don't have someone who thinks you're perfect watch it. But don't have someone who's hypercritical either. Mm. What you want when you watch it back and when you ask for feedback from other people, you want to know, what could I improve on? What do I want to do a little bit differently next time? What did I do well? What went right? Right. Because if we spend all of our time just only trying to improve, with no time in that space of, yeah, yeah, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I did that yeah, I looked at the camera more this time or I appeared stronger and more confident this time. Then that puts you in that space of, and next time it's a yes and, it's yes, I did this well and I want to do something differently next time on this or that. We don't want to always just be breaking down. We go, oh. I, because then we get in that spiral of, you know, I'm not very good. I might as well not do it mm. or I'll put it off until it's perfect. Mm. And the, the big, second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's a tip around that too. <laughs> just, just go live. Just do it because you can spend hours trying to make a seven second reel. Mm-hmm. When I'm making reels, I give myself three takes. And then I pick one, and it's usually the first one. Um, don't spend a lot of time recording and making it perfect because you won't think it is. If you're that kind of personality, you you still won't, and you will have spent your day <laughs> trying to do that. Go live if you have a few a few bullet points. Go live and speak to your audience. You know, I, unless you have. 80 million followers, which if you do, you're probably not suffering from this anyway. (laughs) You probably aren't going to have that many people show up live. Go live, do your thing. When you're done with it, if you liked it and thought, oh, that wasn't so bad, then you share it. And if you didn't, then you don't. But Mm -hmm. at least you did something. And you can also pull a little clip out of that and make a reel. If you think, well, the whole thing wasn't necessarily something I want to share, but I did that one little gem, that one little nugget that I said, I think I want to keep that. Then you have something and you get in that habit of being on camera. You give yourself a chance to see some things that you're doing well, some things that maybe you want to do better. But that getting out of the habit of I have to record this so I can make it perfect and more into the habit of let me be in the moment. Let me be present. Let me show up and share something that might change somebody's life. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. (laughs) That's so beautiful. And just to think of, you know, just, you know, audience of one here that has perfectionist tendencies, you know, how many times I could have just gone live and spoke Mm -hmm. and taken something from that or shared it all together and saved myself the, I'm not even going to tell you how many hours I've spent on some of my reels. So lots of hours saved, (laughs) you know, and actually connected with somebody in the moment that, you know, just might happen to have needed to hear exactly what I had to say. That's so beautiful.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's true though. And I, like I said before, I do batching reels. I do, I'll put on makeup and fix my hair and I'll record like six or 10 reels at a time. And I find it kind of fun, but if you don't find it fun, that can be a really long day. Whereas just going live and you don't have to go live for 30 minutes. You can go live for five minutes, you could say, Hey, I wanted to share these three things with you that were on my mind. Just, just go live and share a few things. And then if you want to, if you want to make that a permanent video on your feed, you, some people make fun graphics and cover shots and things like that. I tend to not do that because i don't want to spend that much time (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, on that part of it, because I, I don't know the jury's still out on whether that helps with the connection. So I usually will just do a cover shot from the video and we just keep it simple. If we overwhelm ourselves, and I'm easily overwhelmed, then that feeds into our excuses for not doing it Mm -hmm. as opposed to let me, let me go make this or let me do that. And, and give yourself grace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It always comes back to that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You don't have to be perfect and do your work, do your you know, why am I not wanting to show up? And is it because I don't feel like I have skills? Well, then get some training, work with somebody who knows how to be on camera and Take that excuse out of the mix. Is it because I'm afraid of what people are going to think about me? Then get, do some work with someone and uncover those fears because all of that, all of that is just our projections. Most people, and most people that you're looking to attract that you want to work with. Are not sitting there judging your videos and if they are they aren't your target audience they're people who have their own issues and their own shortcomings and they're projecting those onto you (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that idea that I would give a crap what somebody thinks about me who I don't even know who's not in my sphere of influence or my circle of friends or my circle of people that I want to help. I don't care. I had a real go viral and I got a lot of crazy comments and I responded to every single one of them with grace and humor and two people apologized. (laughs) (laughs) And it just, We have to know that when people criticize us, especially online, that's coming from their own issues and their own stuff. So once we take that out of the mix and we think, okay, if someone's criticizing me, what is it saying about them? What are they trying to accomplish? And even our loved ones, sometimes bless their hearts, they (laughs) will say things to us. Oh, you shouldn't put yourself out there. You shouldn't do that. And that's their own fear. Mm-hmm. That's their own idea that they can't do it. it, has nothing to do with you. So, finding a way to get past the, those issues and those thoughts, and knowing that I'm showing up because. I want to help these people. And these are the people that I care about. Mm -hmm. If someone in my target audience messaged me and said, you know, I don't like this because of this. Yes. I would take that to heart and say, yeah, let me see what I can do differently or how, how can, how can I improve? But if Joe blow on the internet says that my, Video is silly. Well, what do I care? Yeah. I'm not trying to attract him or her. Right. Right. So it can sting, but not for very long. If you change your mindset around how you receive what someone's trying to give you, if someone's trying to give you something you don't want, then don't take it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: That's I so mean, good.
2: Don't take it. If someone's trying to give you something that you don't want, whether it's feedback, a gift, (laughs) affection, don't take it. And I know that sounds simplified and easy. And of course, if someone's being abusive, then you would block and report or whatever. But what I've found, and this is a known fact, when someone comments on your post, if you delete it, then you have zero comments, which doesn't help your engagement if you comment and then they comment again and you engage, then you have those comments and that's engagement. And then that boosts the algorithm and your video gets shown more. Mm -hmm. So I responded to every single comment, whether it was you go girl, or why is this on my feed? Somebody literally said this, why is this on my feed? I said, I have no idea that algorithm is funny or something and did some funny emoji (laughs) like I that was engagement and so I think it's just important for us to know that Mm -hmm. when we comment it helps us again if it's abusive or someone's being racist or homophobic or something like that then yeah I would just block and report them Yes. But if people are just being kind of mean or or catty, I just respond with something funny or or something like that, which catches people off guard. Uh-huh. And it makes me feel good to respond with grace and humor because that puts me in a in a space of grace and humor if I responded with something catty, then that puts me in that kind of level and I don't like to be there. Mm -hmm. So knowing that that's their own projection, that's their own stuff and they're trying to give it to you, but you don't want it either. (laughs) Don't take it. No one wants that. (laughs) Nobody wants your crap. (laughs)
1: That's so good. Yeah, I love that. I I think there's, um, you know, I think so much stuff comes up when you're trying to run a business, and especially the, around the visibility standpoint of, of owning a business, because, you know, at the end of the day, if no one knows you're there, no one's going to buy anything from you. So we all have some in some regard have to be visible. So there's just all this stuff that comes up. And thank you so much for telling us like and teaching us these tools that can help us kind of really manage, you know, when, when our stuff goes viral and someone gets catty in the comments and you're like, "Ah, oh, what do I do? Like someone listening. is going to be like, Oh, I remember what Pamela said. Yeah. I'm just going to respond back really quick. So this is so good. Thank you.
2: <laughs> of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what kind of cool uh, things do you have coming up? Like, how can we follow you and how can we hang out with you?
2: Yeah. Hang out with me. You can hang out with me on Instagram and it's Interoceptive Performance. So it's I-N-T-E-R-O-C-E-P-T-I-V-E Performance. You can find me. My name is Pamela Crane, Pamela Renee Crane. So you can find me there. I mean, probably if you search that. And you can go to the yogapropodcast.com and check out my podcast and also send me an email from there. I love to hear from people. And if you're a yoga pro who wants to be a guest, send me a pitch. I always love having amazing people on the show who can help other yoga professionals. My mission with the podcast is to uplift other yoga pros. If you want to work with me one-on-one on confidence and connection on camera, you can reach out to me for that. And then I have the yoga pro support circle coming up in the fall. And so do reach out for that. If you grab that 10 free tips that I have, it's in my link tree. We can put that in the show notes. You can also find that on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, send me a message that you heard the podcast. I'd love to interact and chat and, um, Then you can get those 10 free tips. Then you'll be on my email list. So you'll know about any offerings that I have coming up. I don't send a lot of spam. I probably don't send enough emails, (laughs) if I'm (laughs) being honest. So when you do get one, you'll know that I'm either sharing something that's important to me or I'm sharing an offering that you might want to be involved in. And then one last thing I'll say, if you would like some feedback on your video, and this is just a free gift. This is not a big thing uh you can send me in the dms on instagram at interoceptive performance and send me your video and i will give you some feedback just you know to let you know what i think you're doing well and what i think you could do differently please don't send me an hour-long video (laughs) (laughs) something in the minute or couple minutes or less and i'm happy to look at it and give you some feedback well, that's
1: so generous. Yes, that's, that's wonderful. And I'll put all the links that you mentioned in the show notes so people can find them easily and follow along and, and stay connected with you and definitely take her up on that free critique that she's offering. And yeah, send her just like a minute clip. Don't send her the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. but yeah. Thank you so much, Pamela. It was so wonderful to have you. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you. It's been my pleasure.
1: Okay. So you're ready to go live on Instagram. I'm so glad that we had Pamela on today. She's so great. I learned a ton and I hope that you did too. So go give her a follow on Instagram. It's at Interceptive Performance. You can also listen to her podcast, the Yoga Pro Podcast. And definitely check out the show notes here because we have a link to her tip sheet that she mentioned in the show. So send me a DM on Instagram while you're at it. It's at jessicacross.co. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Are you feeling a little bit more confident in going live or potentially showing your face more in your social media? I'd love to know. Send me a DM over there and let's get the conversation started. I hope that you found this episode super helpful. I can't wait to have you back for the next chat. Until then, take care and keep showing up.
0: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off The Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.